0: Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Pisces season horoscope is an excerpt from your 2024 year ahead reading. These readings are deep dives into the major themes and influences of the year for your sun, moon, and rising signs. Purchase yours today from the link in our show notes. Registration is now open for Embodied Astrology's 2024 and 2025 programming. Our curriculum starts with the Astrological New Year and Aries Season Equinox. Join us for a life-changing journey of experiential astrology, where you'll deepen your understanding of chart reading, symbolism, intuition, and divination, craft creative containers and support your artistic practice through working with your own chart and current transits, learn how to apply astrology for conflict transformation and repair, And take part in exciting inspiring conversations with astrologers artists activists and others working in the intersections of mysticism and social change and so much more follow the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com to learn more now onto your horoscope All right, Pisces season for Geminis starts off with a lot of the same waves that were coming through in Aquarius season that feel like new possibilities and potentials opening up in front of you and a psychological centering and inner body centering and a kind of um, intentional work with your own unconscious. So this is a great time for you to practice any kind of meditative techniques that help you feel centered and stabilized in your awareness. Uh, We have a full moon in Virgo on February 24th and Virgo as an energy really wants to help support us to be disciplined and devoted in our uh, care practices Um, Virgo holds the anchor or the base of your chart this is a very grounding stabilizing place and the first week of Pisces season um, we need you getting focused we need you getting centered we need you clearing up your mental emotional physical energetic relational and work spaces so that you can be more effective with your energy there is a Uh, in general, kind of a feeling of clearing out the first week or so of Virgo season, excuse me, of uh, Pisces season, this is also a really good time for you to be committed to your practices. Practices of stabilizing energetically, getting grounded, getting centered. In the Year Ahead overview, I gave you a somatic practice, and I'm going to give you another piece of it right now. So in the Year Ahead, we worked with the place in front of the sacrum. I like to call this place the Sacral Cave, also a great name for a band. Um, I think of it like a place of uh, retreat or sanctuary. Uh, The sacrum, the root of the word, is the same as sacred, right? Right? And this place in our body is a sacred space. It is a place where the central channel, the central column of the spine meets the downward uh, anchoring of the earth body and the legs. Um, It is the place of the bony um, protective structure holding the reproductive and the eliminative organs. Um, Very transformative, very powerful energies in the body are centered here, uh, including what some practitioners will call the kundalini or the shakti this is your life force energy sometimes visualized as one or two serpents coiled at the base of the spine when awakened they coil upwards and emerge out of the third eye and then we are enlightened so pisces season brings us into a season that resonates with the endocrine glands and also with the crown chakra So, before I talk to you about astrology, I want to invite you to just bring one hand to your sacrum, so the diamond shaped bone at the base of your spine, and then one hand to your forehead. And hold both hands gently uh, over your body, and in your inner body, feel the alignment of your pelvis and your head. And as you feel the alignment of your pelvis and your head, you can play around with the alignment. You can shift where one is in relationship to the other, just looking for um, an easeful relationship between the two. And then as you breathe, notice your breath and imagine that you can draw your breath upwards from the base of your spine all the way up into your head into the back of your head. And it's as if your breath kind of swirls around from the back of your head from your spine into your forehead and then descends downward through your heart back into your spine and into the base of your spine and sacrum and so you can imagine with your breath that you're drawing breath upwards from your sacrum up your spine into the back of your head At the top of your inhale, the breath then arcs and curves into your forehead and then descends downward, passing through your heart into your spine and all the way back down into the anchor, the root of your spine. Breathing like this can help uh, regulate the autonomic nervous system. It can also help open a lot of I'm going to say more emotional or empathic energetic awareness and bringing that breath energy into the back of your skull and into your heart um, can also, you can touch those places too. And so depending on how long you want to spend with this breathing exercise, you can move your hand around touching your forehead, touching the back of your head, touching your heart. There's a feeling here that we are consciously inviting The energetic awareness of breath to unite the lower body, the heart, and the head. Um, And as you breathe into your head, you may start to feel kind of an expansive awareness around your brain. And this is, for me, um, always a very relaxing uh, kind of state. It doesn't have to be for you, not everybody needs to be the same. If it doesn't feel good to you, also don't do it, but if it does feel like it brings some regulation, some ease, uh, some feelings of softening into your countenance, this is a good thing. So I'm offering this to you uh, in many ways in preparation for Pisces season and the astrology that begins to happen as of February 28th. On February 28th, we have a triple conjunction of Mercury, the Sun, and Saturn in Pisces. Um, This conjunction happens at nine degrees of Pisces. Pisces is your fellow mutable sibling sign. And so if your Gemini placements are somewhere around nine degrees, this is definitely a date to pay attention to. And I'm gonna talk to you more about why in just a moment. But first I will say that from an embodied perspective with astrology that hold and breath pattern that we just did is for this transit Um, so Saturn really resonates with the bones and the sacrum Uh, Mercury resonates with the hands with touch and also with movement and connection the Sun connects with your heart and your basic eminence and energy and Pisces relates with the endocrine system with the inner sea and the uh, hormonal Um, influence of the endocrine system on your physiology and that kind of breath that we just did um, can be stimulating especially for the head glands for the pituitary for the hypothalamus for the pineal gland and this is really regulating for the rest of the endocrine system and it can help produce a bodily state that is calm and steady and heart open heart available compassion and attuned, uh, but not like, you know, mushy, necessarily. It's like it's centered and also attuned. Now, why would this be helpful for you? Uh, Lots of reasons, really, any day, any time, but particularly in the end of February, this triple conjunction is happening in your solar 10th house. And so Pisces, as your sibling mutable sign, Holds the uh, heaven of your chart. This is the opposite space of Virgo holding the anchor of your chart or the root. And so, up in the heaven of your chart, we have themes of you are someone out there in the world. You have a public presence. You have externalizing energy. You are visible out here somehow, some way. You are a person who is making a mark on the world somehow, some way. It might not feel like a big thing, but it is a thing nonetheless. This is a place of your lineage, your impact, your influence. This is a place that has a lot to do with career, with vocation, with adulting, and being responsible to your own energy and to what it will do in the world. Does the work of embodied astrology speak to you? Did you know that you can become a member? The EA monthly membership provides unlimited access to my weekly somatic space classes, where we work through gentle healing movement and meditation practices, aligning our minds, bodies, hearts, and spirits with the highest potentials of current astral energy. Memberships also include tea time gatherings once a month, where we debrief current astro together, share our lived experiences, and support one another through the seasons. Our basic membership also includes access to our private virtual community, peer-led study groups and affinity spaces, and a video and audio library with guided meditations and gentle movement practices. Learn more at embodiedastrology.com forward slash join. I'm also thrilled to announce that our 2024 and 2025 workshop and event programming at Embodied Astrology is now open for registration. Our new program begins with the vernal equinox and astrological new year. This year, we're interested in mobilizing our platform and community towards more active engagement with the work of world-making. We're asking questions about revolution and transformation. We're using astrology to imagine, locate, and remember forms of power rooted in care and connection. We're holding space for what is and what can be, with grief-tending circles, queer time expansion experiments, planetary devotional practices, conflict mapping with constellation work, and embodied astral support. We hope you'll join us for some or all of our offerings. This placement of Saturn here right now is important. Saturn has about a 30-year cycle around the sun, and as it passes uh, over this part of your chart, you are in many ways beginning a new journey. And this is a journey of fulfillment and responsibility and labor. Over the next 30 years, you are working to build something in your life and in your experience and in your worldly offering, what you're going to do with your own energy. Um, And it's starting right now. And these next 30 years are going to be very influenced by what is beginning right now. You are probably not entirely conscious of what is beginning right now and that is as it should be. Notice what is compelling you right now. In your year ahead overview and certainly in Capricorn and Aquarius season, I was talking about how you are turning the page on a chapter in a really significant way. There are feelings of Cutting ties with the past, remarkably, right now, especially in relationships, but in uh, basically the mode that you interact with in the world with, um, you are becoming conscious of your own energy and intent in different ways, and therefore you want to use your energy differently. You have different intentions. Right now, you can feel that something is being compelled from you. You're interested in things that you weren't interested in before. You feel things that you didn't feel before. And over the next 30 years, this is going to develop into something. And so, the end of February is an interesting time because there is a coherence that is starting to build in you. And as this triple conjunction is happening, it feels like something is settling in you that, to me, has a sensation of commitment. And in your steadiness, and your presence, and in your countenance, you want to carry this commitment into the world. And so having that uh, practice, right, holding awareness in the fluid and breath relationship between the base of your spine, the top of your spine, your pelvis, and your head, um, I think can help center and ground you and stabilize you in what it is that you are wanting to uh, hold presence for. And it will help uh, support you in these commitments that you're making um, and in this sense of commitment that in many ways to me also feels deeply spiritual and deeply energetic. In your year ahead overview, I also talked at length about energy and I did the best that I could to describe what I mean with that word, which is uh, used so frequently and can mean so many different things. Um, A big part of what I was talking about when I was referencing energy was the resonance of the sign Pisces. Um, Pisces is associated with the psychic and intuitive frequencies. It is associated, as I mentioned uh, a moment ago, with the crown chakras um, and with the continuity between all life forms. And so the living substance um, that we're all kind of swimming in. And that one, one word that we could kind of like toss out to try and describe that is energy. Um, since 2011 the outer planet Neptune has been in Pisces and Neptune is considered to be the modern ruler of Pisces. And so there's a lot of resonance thematically between Neptune as a planet and Pisces as a sign. Neptune has um, a long orbit around the sun. um, I think about 160 years, somewhere around there between 140, 160. My data is falling out my ears right now. I don't totally remember. Um, And so it spends a long time in any sign. It will be leaving Pisces uh, in 2025 and 2026. It is on its way out. It has been here since 2011. And Neptune is a generational placement, like Pluto, like uh, Uranus. These outer planets in the length of time they take in a sign, affect us transpersonally. In our collective experiences, they create the eras and the cultures that we um, evolve through. Wherever Neptune is, there's a some kind of description of a generational longing that's happening and generational dreaming, the imagination of what could be. Neptune and Pisces periods of time are frequently periods of time when there are um, big developments in spiritual interests and longing. Um, since Neptune went into Pisces in 2011, astrology has boomed. This, this has been remarkable to live through. As an astrologer who was practicing before 2011, uh, who grew up with an astrologer, my mom was an astrologer. She struggled. (laughs) She struggled to uh, make her way professionally Um, as an astrologer. She did a lot of different things. Um, Definitely for me, pre-2011, there was not the same kind of interest uh, in astrology as I experience now. People are really into it. Um, Over this period of time, a lot of different Uh, spiritual paths and practices have become much more commonplace. A lot of people are talking about energy and energetic awareness in very different ways. Um, So that's one way to think about Neptune in Pisces. Another way to think about Neptune in Pisces is as um, increasing sensitization. And this could include emotional sensitization, people becoming more aware that they are sensitive, emotional beings. Um, since 2011, there has definitely been an increase in vocabulary and awareness of how people are sensitive emotional beings. Um, we are also living in a world that is increasingly toxic and polluted and more and more people are, um, being affected and therefore becoming chemically and environmentally sensitive and experiences with, um, COVID, you know, and long COVID, uh, or other autoimmune conditions are increasing sensitivity for a lot of folks. And so I think in general, in a cultural uh, kind of way, this transit can speak to increasing sensitization. Um, The last thing that I'm going to say is that Neptune moving through Pisces um, historically is also a period of time when there are Movements of populism and nationalism, and there can be a desire for a kind of homogeneity or sameness between people and some kind of unification of um, energy, right? Between what could feel like very disparate uh, groups of people. And both Neptune and Pisces can be quite delusional and hallucinatory. Um, we all have Neptune and Pisces in our charts. I'm not trying to say anything about Pisces identified people. Um, And so whenever we're working with Neptune and Pisces, we're also working with perception and misperception. Now, Pisces holds the heaven of your chart. It is a very important placement for you. It has a lot to do with you putting yourself out into the world. In just a very basic, reductive way, this is the place of your career or your vocation. Um, As we get into Pisces season the, uh, movement now of the sun and the inner planets is moving into application with Saturn and with Neptune. And in 2025 and 2026, Saturn and Neptune are coming together. Um, their conjunction will perfect in 2026 in the very first degree of Aries. And The movement of Pisces into Aries is a movement of differentiation and clarification, but there's also themes here of gestation. And my feeling in your chart, as I've said now a number of times uh, in various ways, not just in Pisces season, but in previous seasons in the year ahead overview, my feeling is that you are preparing for something. And that there is quite a remarkable sensation for you right now of getting ready. And I don't think you know what you're even getting ready for yet. You probably have your own ideas. Uh, to some extent, your ideas are probably aligned with what will happen. But I think there's also a lot that has yet to reveal itself uh, to you and to everyone. And it feels like Pisces season is a period of time in which you are very sensitive. and very attuned to frequencies and energies that are much bigger than you that resonate in the collective um, and that have to do with not just your dreams or possibilities for what uh, could be, but with the dreams of your ancestors and your future ancestors. It's like you are being compelled by the past and the future right now and it's important that you get really curious about what kinds of energies are moving through you in Pisces season because you are a collection of energies you like any of us contain multitudes especially you because you're Gemini but all of us do Right? You hold voices of your ancestors, of your culture. Um, your soul, I believe, came in with its own imperative and is in conversation with um, other realms. What is moving through you? What wants to be realized? What kind of energy is um, traveling in the vessel of your body? As we get into the month of March, that question becomes more and more important. We have multiple aspects between Pisces and Taurus. Taurus resides in your solar 12th house. The 12th house relates with the 12th sign, which is Pisces. And so this back and forth between your 10th house and your 12th house increases the sensitivity that you have to the collective. And for some of you, this really boosts your power. And again, we are here with themes of collective influence. Uh, If you are an influencer in any way, um, this is a period of time in which you are tapped into some kind of collective currents and you can definitely mobilize with them. You have a lot of psychic and intuitive uh, power, definitely through Pisces season. However, there's all kinds of energy <laughs> out there. And some Geminis are going to be picking up on frequencies that they don't want to channel. Or at least if they are seated, centered in their heart, um, they don't want to channel. And there can be high degrees of delusion and hallucination when we are working with Pisces in the 12th house. And delusional, hallucinatory influences can uh, show up in all kinds of ways. They can show up in feeling really elevated and blissful and totally convinced, you know, that like, oh my God, this thing is going to be amazing. And like, it's totally right. And this is totally the way. And like, you're not even seeing any of the pitfalls. Uh, They can show up in ways that do the opposite of that. And it feels completely depressive. Um, this is a period of time in which there, I mean, just the world in general right now across years, there's just so much to grieve. There's so much unnecessary, brutal tragedy and loss, um, and so much that's so confusing. And I think a lot of you might really be feeling that as well and could be feeling a sense of despondency or despair, um, it is really important right now that you are tuning in with energy in ways that are grounding for you. And so while I generally, when I'm reading for, you know, uh, someone and it's like, oh, we're thinking about Pisces or we're thinking about the 12th house, I often will say like, call on your ancestors, you know, do your rituals, pray, pray. Um, be with the spiritual influences that resonate with you. And I would definitely say that for you right now, but I will say that there is a caution to that. And the caution is our ideas of spirit are not always helpful for us. Just look at how destructive many religions and religious people can be. Uh, There can be a hallucinatory quality to belief and to faith that can be incredibly harmful. Not always in big destructive ways to other people, but sometimes to ourselves. And this is a period of time where you are really sensitive. You're very open to energetic suggestion. And so the practice that I gave you connecting with the base of your spine, connecting with the energy in your head and connecting with your heart and going back and forth between them, just simple breathing, tracking your breathing. My hope for that practice is that it grounds you in your body and in your own energetic awareness and that it regulates you and that that will give you discernment um, around how other states might affect you. And so if you find yourself over the course of especially March rapid cycling a little bit or in mental, emotional, energetic spaces that feel extreme, extremely good, extremely bad, it doesn't actually matter. I'm just talking about extreme. Come back to your breath. Get grounded in the connection between the base of your spine, your heart, and your head. I'm going to say especially the week of the new moon and after from March 10th through the 17th, really important period of time for you to be bringing a lot of consciousness to the energy of right now, right here, right now, this present moment. When you are off in fantasy land, it could be good right? It could be amazing out there. Your body is producing endocrine. If you are off in fantasy land, your body is having a physiological response to the fantasy. That physiological response can obscure deeper layers of reality for you sometimes And you really want to be discerning and skillful with especially how you engage imagination. Your imagination is incredibly powerful at this time and it can manifest. And so for those of you that are working with manifestation, you can use this by centering yourself and then clearly visualizing, envisioning and embodying the physiological state of what you want to realize and focusing on that. But you want to have choice. And that is the key right now. You really want to have choice because the mind is a slippery fish. And we like to imagine and hallucinate all kinds of things. It is really easy to slide into hallucinations about all kinds of things. And if you slide into a place where you're imagining fighting somebody or feeling fucked up by something, your body is going to respond as if that's happening and you will flood your own system with stress hormones. And then you're going to bring that into your relationships. And then you're going to bring that into your public presence. And then those doors that want to open for you, I don't know if they're going to open or different doors, not the right ones not the ones that are going to lead you to joy. So please, please, please practice centering yourself throughout Pisces season. Love as a currency, love as a frequency wants to travel through your spine, loving yourself, extending love into this present moment, into the here and now, really working to attune yourself so that psychically, intuitively, and sensitively, you can be discerning about how energy is flowing in and flowing out. If what you heard in this season's horoscope resonates, you'll definitely wanna check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now and they include an hour long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. Get yours today through the sliding scale purchase link in our show notes or visit the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. Thanks so much for tuning in with Embodied Astrology. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Big thanks to Alicia Mauji, Joe Stewart, Ash Good, Arianna Sears-Putowski, and Gabs404 for making it all happen with me, Renee Sills. As Pluto moves into Aquarius, one of the main things to remember is that teamwork makes our dreams work. In the spirit of community and collaboration, Embodied Astrology is in an active transition to becoming a collective multi-voice platform. This year, I've invited four facilitators with whom I've been working for the last several years to join me as core faculty in co-visioning and co-creating an exciting, innovative, and totally unique astrological studies program. Sherry Taylor, Janata Petras, Ramon Parrish, Gabs404, and I are interested in how astrology can assist us in realizing embodied healing, radical imagination, and creative collective liberation. We're inviting you to join us in our explorations in small or big ways. Our full program will be an immersive and life-transforming experience that takes place over the course of 16 months. And most of our offerings also have opportunities to drop in for one or just a few sessions. For more information and to sign up, check the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com.